And I'm recording this morning's introduction at the incredibly uh, beautiful location is Casa Lakshmi. I'm actually in my bed, gazing out through the Borgavilia. And yeah, I was going to take a little stroll around the garden, wander over to the beautiful yoga platform and deck that I've been teaching on all week. But I decided, in true rebel style, um, I would just stay completely horizontal and not move a muscle and do what I need to reset myself. Feeling, yeah, definitely a little bit power down um, today after a week of hosting here. It's been an amazing week with the most wonderful group of ladies. Um, I've had a really, really, really lovely time. Um, but yeah, just feeling quite tired. So here I am. Uh, broadcasting from bed <laughs> as you do um, because why not you know I could just lie and you know use the theatre of radio just like I used to when I worked in the real broadcasting world but for today's purposes I don't really feel any need to yeah make anything up so um the lady we are going to talk to today also called Joe. I actually had the pleasure of um speaking to her um, just before the last Cosmic Pineapple event, um, which was, of course, um, at the Pikes Hotel. Um, And that is Kim Booth's event, who we've had on this podcast and show before, um, as another Reset Rebel. Um, But today's guest joined me um, for the last edition. There's actually only one part left in the Cosmic Pineapple series now. Um, We've had quite a few guests from the festival itself, Um, and I'm really, really, really excited to be teaching at the final um, showdown next Thursday, the 6th of September. So I'm really, really looking forward uh, very much to teaching that class. Um, And we do have uh, two free passes to give away if you want to join us um, at the festival um, at Pikes Hotel. It's it's pretty much free all day. It's just a donation to charity. But if you do want to come, um, it would be really, really lovely to have you all there for the final um, soiree, so to speak. So we are loving all that this Cosmic Pineapple event has to offer, really. It's healing, it's dance, it's exploration into the world of health through talks with uh, experts and invited guest speakers. Um, And, of course, the evening ends in true um, Ibiza style, I guess, in the Space Rave, which is inside um, Pikes in one of their little cavernous little cubby holes of joy um i don't know who's djing at the final one i think it's actually a secret so i can't give you any more uh, info on what's actually going to happen at the end of that but i i can assure you it will be cosmic and it will be um large no doubt um if kim's got anything to do with it so if you do fancy popping into that um we would love 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 to have you there um and today's guest is a lady as i said called joe who was speaking at Cosmic Pineapple a couple of weeks ago now. Um, I caught up with her, I believe it was actually even last month. Time has actually flown by um, this month, 
or this summer even on this island it's pink crazy and I spoke to Jo um, at her guest house the night before um, her talk and she was very nervous and very kindly made some time to spend with us on this podcast to tell us her fascinating um, and terrifying story which she's completely managed to turn her life around um, and reset herself and her path in life and come out the other side fighting and um, walking a very different walk indeed, which is exactly the nature of this podcast. Um, And so I'm really, really, really delighted to share this story with you on today's podcast. And we are going to be also talking to our sponsor uh, shortly or telling you a few more details about uh, a retreat space um, and retreat event that we have coming up at the end of September. So it's only exactly a month away today um, that we're going to be hosting this event in Benaras. Uh, I'm also going to be teaching yoga or yoga on that and um, be really, really lovely to have you along. So do stay tuned. And yeah, I'm going to introduce today's guest very, very shortly. Don't go away. <laughs> back to the reset rebel with me joe yule and yeah we are sitting in a rather luscious uh, location uh, for today's edition of the, the the reset rebel we are perched on the edge of a meditation and yoga deck um, in santa catrudis at the beautiful um house that i've never actually even seen before or even known about which is called the abitha sanctuary um so yeah, I was very, very, very lucky to have been invited uh, into the Campo um, with the wonderful sounds of nature um, all around us. And um, we've got a bit of a Joe and Joe situation going on here, haven't we? Yeah, we have indeed, <laughs> yes. And your Joe, Joe Little is your, your sort of affectionate uh, name from uh, our wonderful friend and mutual sort of cosmic creature that is uh, Kim Booth. Absolutely, wonderful cosmic sister, always like making wonderful connections to beautiful people around the world so appreciated for this beautiful connection that is our kimbo we do love her dearly and um she's obviously invited you to come and speak uh, at the cosmic pineapple um third edition actually of the of the festival and she's got one more going on on the, i think it's september the 6th so this will be the third third one in the series so it's focusing um this time on the manipura chakra and I mean, I believe you're you're giving it. You've actually flown from LA, and it's also your fortieth birthday tomorrow. So that all these wonderful things are all coming together. The fact that you've come all that way is, um, yeah, is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's definitely the theme for the for the event is transformation, and I definitely think that this will be a big contribution to my transformation as well, and enabling me to go on to continue to tell my story and share um, everything that I hope to share. Mm. Oh, I'm very, very sad that I'm not going to be there, but um, I think it's going to be incredible, um, the whole thing. And I've just come from Daniel Pinchbeck's house, um, or the, the family that he was staying with, actually, just in Santa Catrice. So it was a wonderful, also, um, lucky thing that you were just around the corner from me. So I didn't have to come too far. They'd get thoroughly lost, as always, on Ibiza when there are road, road names or house numbers or anything that might, you know, help you find anything on this beautiful island. <laughs> it's just sort of like stabbing around in the dark and driving down a dusty Camino and then I actually got accosted by a little dog which I completely fell in love with but he just would not go and was running along by the side of the car to the point where I had to pick him up put him in the car and then drive him all the way back um, to Daniel's house 
and try and find the owner because um, he was really, yeah, he just wouldn't leave me. And Bless you. <laughs> he yeah. was just so cute. I was so in love with him. <laughs> kind of hoping I might be able to actually adopt him, but um, I didn't manage to do that. But I did have <laughs> this little furry friend for five minutes of my life that um, really cheered me up greatly. Yeah. And here we are. So um, I think, yeah, I mean, do you want to tell us a little bit about, obviously, the reason that Kim's invited you to speak? So you have got a, a very, you know, interesting story and um, I haven't actually heard it myself yet which I'm absolutely fascinated and looking forward to hearing all of it. Yeah well I've known Kim for about 17 years so we used to be like two little um, ravers going out to the end. I actually met her at the end um, in London and we used to go to AKA misdemeanors on Thursdays. And Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we spilled a drink or two over each other. Oh, well, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I've known Kim and been watching her go through her transformation over the last sort of, you know, 10 years. And um, she's been a big part of my story as well. She came and stayed with me every year for about two or three weeks over the last seven years. So we've really been growing and thinking about, you know, what it is that we want to bring to the world and how we kind of want to interact. And, you know, both of us both being a part of dance music um, previously and thinking about where where is it going you know how are we interacting and watching her do her cosmic pineapples and wanting to bring people together with more presence and more kind of awareness and is um something that I've always wanted to support so I'm happy to be here doing that absolutely I mean it's definitely the future of raving I think eventually I mean there's so much you know awakening going on in you know not just the dance music world but just the world in general I mean yeah. everyone's waking up and wanting to sort of uh, toxify themselves a hell of a lot less than than we have done previously throughout the years you know not just you know in my music industry I wasn't you know I was working yeah. there as well but you know it's it's definitely something that is spreading and that's obviously not a bad thing and to be having these events is just absolutely incredible yeah. what's your what's your dance music background so um I used to work for in the 90s I worked for world dance which was like a big um, we used to do a lot of dance parties and big aircraft hangars in Kent and we used to do Wembley Conference Centre New Year's Eve big sort of eight, ten thousand capacity um, parties and then I went on to go and work for the Ministry of Sound doing all of their sort of large scale productions we did Nebworth House and we did uh, the Millennium Dome and um, worked for a little music company called Dance Wicked um, in sort of like great the, name, yeah. really great name. <laughs> in the in the late late nineties, early two thousands, you know, bringing over people like Timmy Regisford and Tony Humphreys, and yeah, it was good. It's good. I've always been a part of, um, you know, wanting to bring people together to celebrate, wanting people to dance, and you know, bringing people together for creative reasons. So mm. yeah, I went on to do. Um, work more in mainstream music. I was really into building large-scale festival productions. So I worked at Tea in the Park, V Festival, um, and then I went on to do more sort of mainstream music. I um, toured with Simply Red. Ooh, a bit of Mickey Hucknall. (laughs) 
what a ledge. Yeah, and then um, what took me to America is I started working, doing more um, conscious concerts. So I worked a lot with Oxfam and the African Union, and then I went on to work with Al Gore doing his Live Earth series of concerts. So I produced a show in Johannesburg, and then went back to America and started working with him in um, LA um, through all of his stuff on the, on the east on the west coast, and um, and I worked for him for two years until um, you know early 2010 2011, um, and then that's when I got my sort of enormous um, transformation opportunity <laughs> what a wonderful wonderful way to phrase it and um yeah i'm sure you've called it lots of different things in the past but uh, it's good to, yeah good to be able to get to that point i guess and um yeah. i have still no idea what you're going to tell me next but um yeah go for it yeah so basically on um october the 17th 2011 um i was out having dinner with some friends my husband was having dinner with um uh, a brain surgeon actually like just randomly um, my husband's also in the music industry he's not in the medical industry and when I got home he got a call from me saying that um, I wasn't in a good way and that something somebody needed to come and collect me and he thought oh you know maybe she's had a little bit too much to drink stick her in a cab and um, actually what happened is I had uh, aneurysm deep in the center of my brain that ruptured and um, I was rapidly burning up and um, blood was filling up in, inside my head. So he came and collected me. And due to the fact that this guy that he had been having dinner with kept saying to him all the way through dinner, if anyone has, has any problems with the brain, you've got to go to Cedars-Sinai. And um, you got to what? Go to Cedars-Sinai. It's this really wonderful uh, hospital in America, in L.A., that has a really good brain, like, neuro wing. How weird that he said that during the dinner. Yeah, and um, kept saying, we were basically, we were trying to help a friend of ours who had um, brain cancer. So they were, like, having this whole conversation about this. I see. And m the hospital that is very close to our house is not not um, a hospital that has a neuro wing. So my husband drove me further to this other hospital where I spent six weeks in a coma. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty intense, I mean, as you can imagine. Mm. Um, during the first 24 hours, they gave uh, me sort of like a, maybe like a 10% chance of surviving. And um, of the 10% of people who do survive, only 3% of them recover. And um, during the six weeks I was in hospital, I had a um, paralysis down the right side of my body. My heart collapsed, my kidneys failed. They pretty much didn't think that if they did get something back that it wouldn't be a pretty sight so yeah it's been a, an interesting journey and then when I woke up I had um, huge brain damage and um, you know just being able to kind of walk and talk and use the right right and left side of my body in unison was a very difficult um, process you know I had a lot of muscle atrophy so I just learned to rebuild my body and um, really took my recovery on like a, you know, like a production. You know, I, I problem-solved my health like I would have problem-solved life. And I went through every different part of, you know, what I had to do next, whereas it, where, whether it be, 
you know, fixing my, my gut. I didn't eat for four months so um, due to paralyzed vocal cords. So I had to, first of all, train my vocal cords, had to trigger my vocal cords to start using again, working again before I could start eating. Um, and in the process of time, I ended up with a lot of problems with my uh, enteric nervous system, which is our microbiome, our, our, our internal gut flora. So I then um, went to go and live at an Optimum Health Institute down in San Diego, where I was doing a lot of cleansing to try and clear my body out and doing a lot of um, um, fasting. I was going to say, actually, I mean, I've done, we, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I've done a lot of fasting and, I, you know, those types, well, that, you know, kind of lack of food is one thing you think would be like the worst thing to do in that type yeah. of situation, but often, particularly pre-chemo as well it's highly recommended yes, to really to do is. fasting so yeah I'm intrigued to find out what the effects of of the fasting were you say not beneficial for your gut flora they it was beneficial oh, it for my, was, was bene beneficial. okay that's what I thought would happen but I yeah, was interested yeah so I did lots of um but the the fasting from being in hospital was not beneficial for my gut flora four months of not eating mm. um and also the things that they feed you in hospital I mean I basically unbelievable unbelievable archaic unbelievable mm. I looked in and it was high fructose corn syrup and an oil was mm. basically what they were what, what they were feeding me through a tube and so I got, got my husband oh my god that, and you had no choice in that I suppose no. either yeah I got my husband to go That's out shocking absolutely yeah. shocking I mean seriously that is absolute madness yeah and they 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 tried to stop me taking probiotics when I while I was in hospital and I got my husband to go and get me juices I mean I did go down to 70 pounds and I think that like fasting is also something that needs to be done on a cyclical level like you know you you go through your times of fasting and then you want to go through your times of regeneration as well otherwise you end up stripping your body down so bare that which is you know, I definitely went through that myself. I definitely, when I came out and I started going to the Optimum Health Institute, um, every time that I would go for a week, it would be almost like my um, eyelids would open and I would be able to see things more clearly. I lost a lot of my vocabulary during my injury, so I would come back and be able to answer sentences quicker, recall words faster. Um, so I was cognitive function just completely restored. It's like a total reset button fasting. Yeah. I just don't know. You know, there's obviously so much science behind that we could talk about, but it's just it's just unbelievable the kind of clarity that you yeah. get from from just depriving yourself of your main energy source. It's just the weirdest thing. Well, it does kind of make sense if you think about if you were in um, if you were an animal in the wild and your food resources were to be stripped bare, then the last thing that you would want was your cognitive function to go down because that would stop you from being able to source food and, mm. and get it so it's yeah, but it just never ceases to amaze how unbelievably incredible our bodies are yeah you know to adapt in those kinds of situations and obviously the fact that they switch into that kind of fat burning you know ketosis phase yes. which obviously everyone's now doing yeah as a cool kind of fatty diet type thing but it's you know well it just makes total sense basically it's not even a yeah. cool fatty diet it's just like an yeah. intelligent way to to be yeah, I mean, I, I have my own opinions on fasting, mm. just from the um, the amount I've fast, fasted, the amount I've cleansed over the last seven years. Um, 
I think that life is cyclical and I definitely think that we need to go through the stages so it needs to be like a rotation and I think that variety um, in all things in life like if we are if we want to try and keep something on a static level I think that we're going to in some ways inhibit life and I think that being able to kind of bring in variety and be able to kind of move with the ebb and flow of life is quite an important um, like response thing that we need we need to be able to be adaptable we need to be able to listen to our bodies a lot of the cleansing that I do is actually about bringing down the you know the toxic noise in our life whether it be through our food systems or whether it be through our crazy thoughts or the stress that we hold in our body if we can learn to kind of stretch release open up and help our bodies to move and be more fluid and we can quieten down our digestive system then we can start to really hear what it is that we need we power through a lot of things in in this life with um, caffeine chemicals like pushing through we don't listen to our bodies we don't know how to understand and interpret body language and so a lot of what I'm what I try is to kind of get people to be in an open honest dialogue with yourself sounds amazing where do I sign up (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I mean you know there's just absolutely no doubt about when you take the food out of the equation or you cleanse or whatever and you know all of those masks of caffeine and comfort eating and yeah booze and god knows what else that we throw into mix but um it is fascinating what the body will tell you and how it speaks to you when all of those things are taken out of the equation and and yeah that the, there is no white noise it's completely you know back to basics back to home base and um yeah it's just incredible actually just to kind of tune in really fully and deeply and and see what's going on in there and um i think often we're terrified of of what we're going to find but actually the point is you know there is a real great thing going on and sometimes we're just kind of unable to access it or make the time or the space to kind of go there yeah it's difficult the time and space i think the way that we experience the world today is like it's it's just on all the time we wake up to an alarm constant emails we're always contactable we're basically in you know a sympathetic nervous state all the time we're always on you know like fire 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 all the time and we very little get very often do not get time to spend in our rest and digest relaxation process and it's this kind of fluctuation that I'm trying to kind of um, communicate about with my cleansing is how do we just people really it's a nervous system cleanse that I'm trying to kind of help people with how do we get ourselves into this more sort of like rest and relaxed state and so that we can take life's challenges we can go you know into the danger zones and then come back out of them with ease it's not about not having the difficulties or you know like not not going and you know all of us are going to go out and maybe celebrate every once in a while and whatever celebration means to you whether that means like having a glass of wine or you know eating a chocolate cake at a friend's birthday party but it's how do we recover from it and how do we process that and how do we allow ourselves to then have times where we're nourishing ourselves on a different level looking after our our bodies in a a much more sort of gentle way and not not judging ourselves when we do go through these cycles Mm. yeah that is um 
primary problem number one, I think, yeah, the, the self-critical inner voice that's constantly kind of, you know, pounding away our kind of, you know, insecurities and just that constant negative diatribe that goes on internally and it's hard to shut that down. Yeah. But obviously finding those quiet moments when all that other stuff is stripped away is definitely when the magic happens for sure. So, what? So I mean, talking about going back to what actually kind of happened to you yes. and the fact that you did all this fasting and you obviously dropped down to 70 pounds. What's that, like about five stone, six stone? Yeah, about five stone. I mean, that was when I came out of my coma. I was um, six weeks in a coma. I came out and I was... Um, yeah, 70 pounds, just under 70 pounds. Mm. That's interesting because you say that they were feeding you fructose and things. So obviously the glucose is still in your body, which would not put you into ketosis, would it? Because then you wouldn't be obviously no, exactly. going into, into system number three. So yeah. how did you lose? Obviously you're not moving or doing anything. You're not eating solids. So that's yeah. just your body just wastes away. Um, yeah, A, you're not eating solids and you're going through quite a lot of trauma, so your body's burning up quite a lot of... I mean, I was, uh, you know, two weeks, I lived underneath an ice blanket, so, uh, yeah. Why? Because my uh, thermostat broke, and so, I mean, I was in ICU for six weeks, and uh, I think two or three of those weeks I was under an ice blanket. Because your whole body was just burning? Yeah, yeah, it was just basically burning up. Oh. Yeah, it looked like it's just a, mad, isn't it? It's just mad husband, what the body can yeah. do to heal itself, like, you know, to like crank the temperature gauge up to its, you know, extremism um, of the yeah. dial. I don't think it was. I think it was just doing that because of uh, malfunction in my body. I think I don't. It, it, it would have. It would have killed me had I not have been, you know, had all of the machines that were available to me. I looked like a head in a bed. <laughs> basically <laughs> head in a bed <laughs> well you know, the, you know obviously this uh, ice man you know Wim Hof that's kind of getting people to, to sort of obviously turn the shower down to f- freezing cold and do all those crazy breathing techniques yeah. but I guess yeah this is, this is something different entirely yes something different entirely the thing is is I think there's so many wonderful um, uh, things available to us in this day and age um, but it's knowing about what is the best thing for you like just because somebody's done a 30-day juice fast and it really helped that person doesn't necessarily mean a 30-day juice fast will help you so the best thing that we can do is enter into a more clear dialogue with ourselves and start to receive back be open to receiving information from our own bodies I mean all all the time that I during my healing which took me I would say five years of solid working at it to get my body back online, my health, my head back online, being able to kind of recover and communicate like I'm communicating to you now, I would not have been able to do three years ago. Um, And I doubt I would have been able to do it two years ago. Um, And so I think being able to use creativity to um, look at all these different ways of healing yourself and just keep going around all these different areas until you've got yourself yeah into somewhere that like vaguely resembles a human being again Mm. (laughs) well i just think it's so fascinating these days that you know people are turning to such alternative routes to sort of um, get themselves well which is great you know that we have all this knowledge now and knowledge is obviously power but it's you know it's really helping people kind of find ways that actually work for them because you know as you said just like the one size fits all technique doesn't work for dietary needs it doesn't work for healing either you know just going to the doctor and getting one pill that 
works to heal one person's, I don't know, ailment is not yeah. necessarily going to work for the next man because totally. we are, just as I always say in my yoga class, you know, we're all completely unique structures and, you know, not one person on this planet is the same as the next. So how can, you know, one type of yoga fit the next body or how can one kind of medicine work for the next person? Um, and that's just, you know, that's why the whole medicine system is, you know, tricky it's tricky to navigate but people who are seriously 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 unwell and yeah. a lot of the things that we are just given and very lucky to receive on the nhs for example back in england you know are epic but they don't work for everybody and then then you're in a terrifying place where you've really got to find out how to fix yourself almost yeah and i think that that people also go to the doctors and they they want a doctor to be able to tell them what what's wrong with them or what to do like during my recovery i had um, a lot of problems with um, muscular pain just through being static for so long. Mm. Um, so I had a lot of um, atrophy issues that the my cardiologist who had worked with me in ICU was kind of looking at me as if to say, I don't know what's wrong with you. Your, your heart's beating, you're walking, so you've got pain in your body. Lots of people have got pain. What's your problem? Mm. And it's like, well... I'm actually wanting to problem solve my life. I'm not asking for anybody to operate on me or do anything. Mm. I just want somebody to help me to find a solution to be less, to be more pain free, to be less restricted in my life. And I don't think that our um, doctors are is a is a healthcare system. I think it's a disease um, maintenance system. They only they're not only really interested in you if they can label you with a disease, prescribe something for you or have a solution, but they're not actually working towards vibrant health. And I think that's really what I want to get people to be more engaged in. It's not about just um, looking at your body when you have a symptom or a problem or an uncomfortability, but looking at your body at base rate and thinking, how can I make it better? How can I be in better communication with it? How can I be more creative with my own health so that I feel better and what does it feel like to you know when you do a cleanse you're like oh my god I I feel better in myself and then you have sort of like a baseline to know I want to feel like that more often and what is it going to take for me to feel better more and more and get creative with it you know like just because they're saying eat chia pudding in the morning if it doesn't make you feel better don't do it you know write your own diary discover your own health things just because everybody's doing yoga if it doesn't make you feel good and you feel better when you're going for a walk then go for a walk you know like be be more curious about what makes you feel good in yourself and create your own structure in life that makes you feel better i moved from the bed uh, to the kitchen <laughs> you can probably tell by the acoustics and i'm just interrupting um this podcast with joe little uh talking about creating our own structure um that feels good something that we can kind of lean into that actually works for us and our unique uh, body shapes and body types and general makeup and DNA. But a good place to explore that, uh, as I've always said, is on retreat. A good place to take a step back and really look at what the best structure is and how to get there is to come out of our normal um, natural habitat and go somewhere and kind of reassess the situation. 
And this is not just me obviously trying to sell <laughs> retreat spaces. It is just a reality. And we do have an event um, being organised by our podcast monster, Giggle Water, on the 30th of September. And that retreat is going to look at so many uh, different forms of healing, yoga being one of them. Um, but we've also got, you know, we're going to go sailing, um, we're going to go and check out some different kinds of vineyards and a live wine, we're going to um, work into some sacred numerology, we're going to go for some beautiful hikes in nature. I think one of the most healing things that I ever do in Ibiza and the thing that works for me, my body and my mind more than anything else is to go for a really long walk and sort of take stock. So there's going to be so many things to explore um, from this beautiful home in Benaras um, on the 30th of September. And if you do fancy joining us um, on this uh, wonderful event, then you can go and check out all of the details on the gigglewater.com website slash retreats. Um, all the information is there. And we do still also have uh, one free space available on that. So if you do wish to join us, um, we've got paid places left. We have one uh, free space for somebody to join us as well. Um, but we would love, love, love to have you here on the White Isle with us for uh, this wonderful event in the magical nature in the north of the island so if you do want to join us drop us a line to just the good news please at gmail.com and do pop on to the gigglewater.com website slash retreats we're going back to joe little thanks for listening absolutely and that's why i'm just loving making this podcast because i get to find out you know what people's reset sort of button is essentially for them and their health and wellness and that's kind of what we've been talking about quite a lot and yeah you know it's just there's just so much availability these days and so much exploration that you can do and it's it's fun you know fitness and health and awareness and you know wellness are just like all those areas now that are really expanding at a rate of knots you know it's kind of it's not really that cool to be this toxic no you know uh pisshead basically (laughs) let's be honest yeah you know we don't win any medals for being out for three days anymore (laughs) well no not really I've still had a good, you know, reasonable stab at it, not in the in the too distant past. And it's, you know, it's always, and, and, and you know, somehow I call my yoga practice, or Trish actually said this, you're going to meet her tomorrow, she's going to be yeah. Cosmic Pineapple. She said her yoga is like the art of remembering, because we always use these rewords, because there's 4,000 of them, and they all just fit the language of these podcasts so well. But it's like, you know, I do find that when I do go out, um, I do just remind myself, like, yeah. why I don't do it anymore, because... Yeah. It is horrific. It is, yeah. honestly, the hangovers and, you know, just take so much longer when you get to a certain age. And also when you aren't indulging on a regular basis, when you do, my God, it's just like, yeah. I mean, the levels of uh, of extreme tragedy the next day are yeah. just, yeah, a really a good reminder. But, it, you know, humans are, they like to make the same mistake, you know, quite a lot, really, before, before they make big change. So that's yeah, also another fascinating part about our... Yeah, I'll, I'll make up really. Process. You know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't go out anymore. I mean, I, I, obviously here on the island, I'm going to go and see some friends where they play, and I'll be at Pikes tomorrow night for for Cosmic Pineapple. Um, but the way I experience it is such a different way to the way I used to experience it. 
and I kind of quite like it. I kind of quite enjoy observing and seeing and watching, and then at some point saying, "I'm tired. I'm going home," and I've done everything I want to do, and mm. you know. No, absolutely. I just think, you know, there's definitely, you reach that point where, I mean, you know, your body's already been through quite a lot. And I think I would be treating it as a temple if I was you, having done that. And it does make me questionable what's so different about my body just because it's healthy that it's okay to, to punish it and to, but you know, I still like to have fun. I've been a party girl for an incredibly long time and exactly. I'm probably not going to go changing my spots yeah. next week or anytime soon. There are going to be times where I just let the wheels fall off and you know it's really 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 fun at the time but the next day no it's not the, i um, think that i think one of the biggest parts of it is actually listening like if we can actually just start to really listen to our bodies and be um willing to like receive the signals then when we um you know when we when we indulge when we go out and we wake up the next day and it really doesn't feel so good just remembering like that that this doesn't feel so nice or you know when you eat chocolate or you um you eat food or and it doesn't feel nice in your stomach and it's not digesting very well just making a note of it mm. and the more you observe it the less you'll end up doing it that is a good theory unfortunately for uh, <laughs> an idiot like me <laughs> no i'm just kidding but it is you know it's uh, an interesting process and the older you get the more yeah, absolutely tuned in. You get to what works for you and what doesn't and what makes you feel absolutely shocking. And But I do find, you know, there is just this thing that a night out can do for me personally and it just shifts something usually. And I, you know, might be, or by right, should be feeling dreadful the next day. But often I don't. I've just had so much fun or I've listened to such incredible music yeah. that the hangover isn't really even there. It's a quick jump in the sea, you know, fixes everything really in Ibiza and... Um, Obviously, we just live in such a gorgeously, ridiculously beautiful place. I just find it's hard to feel like death for very long because yes. you just have to just get off your bum. Uh, not like in England where you just sit around just on the couch, to say, it's, it's a little bit stuffing your face with rubbish. In, yeah, exactly. When you're in Ibiza and you're like, Do you know what? I'm just going to go and swim in the ocean and feel like you know, maybe have some fruit on the beach and I'll feel wonderful again. But like you say, inner city London. And you're like, oh my God, I'm just going to watch Discovery Channel and order a curry. <laughs> yeah, done done that, you know, many, many times over the years. And um, yeah, I also did the London thing, you know, like when I was working as a music journalist there. I mean, that's how I got into yoga, really. It was just the only way to get rid of the hangovers, to sweat them out on the mat. Like, that's the only thing I could do. I used to go to Bikram and, yeah. um, you know, that really, really worked for me. And I actually used to quite like going to yoga when I moved to Brighton as well with a bit of a hangover. And just kind of like, just get totally lost in the practice because you're just so mentally unaware, I suppose, when you're in that state. I mean, I don't like doing it now. I actually despise doing yoga. And with a hangover, it's not my go-to thing. If I've got a hangover, I'd rather go to the gym and sweat it, it out. out. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, you know, all these reset tools are all, all available to us. You know, even if we're not feeling unwell because of our own self-inflicted ridiculousness, you know, there are all these wonderful things that are just gonna, obviously going to catapult you even higher when you are feeling good and they are still there and you still do them and you're going to just feel totally amazing. So yeah. aren't we lucky? Aren't we lucky? I mean, the fact that we're all learning these tools, you know, that, that are now all available to us. Like, oh, you know what? I might feel a little bit rough. I think I'll do a quick, you know, 24 hours on liquids and knowing that that will make you feel a lot better or knowing that you can eat something nice and substantial with carbs and go to bed and have a really good sleep because it 
helps to produce melatonin in your body and you know starting to kind of like learn how foods and things make you feel and then you can make much more educated decisions absolutely and um yeah that's a weird one isn't it that sleep thing as well like with the lack of you know when you're not eating well if you're not eating at all i mean i barely slept on those fasts i probably needed about four or five yeah. nights uh, hours and um i felt like i would had a full night's sleep when i woke up yeah definitely i think that fasting is such a powerful tool that's so underutilized in this world and the more and more that people get into fasting and cleansing i think people will start to learn to really use it as a um a powerful tool in their life as as a reset tool you know i use it to almost like to draw a line under moments in my life and i feel myself if i feel myself feeling a little bit unstable or just feeling a little bit down if i um you know say to myself i'm going to do like a 72 hour reset and um it really is powerful and effective it doesn't have to be um it doesn't have to be a harsh cleanse it can be really gentle and supportive and you can still get a really big benefit from it it doesn't have to be 73 like three day juice fast you can still do things where you eat vegetables on the way in have really nice clean soups and then do 24 hour juice fast with nut milks and then come out the other end and um, eat very lightly and it'll still have a great effect on your system I need one of those right now. I mean, I really, really do. I went to this beautiful dinner last night with, with the private chef. And, um, I mean, the first course didn't even come out till like, 10.30. And it was just... I mean, I just can't stand eating late. I'm not the Spanish girl that's come over here and, you know, totally changed my ways. I just don't like eating late. And I just woke up feeling really gross this morning after, like, a three-course meal. Um, and just really heavy. And it was quite rich food and things that I wouldn't normally eat. But, you know when you're that hungry and it's coming out and you know you just kind of just indulge don't you yeah and it's really really tough to sleep well and to kind of feel good the next day I didn't go to the gym like I normally would have done I just felt really heavy and and a bit groggy and um I've also got this kind of head cold thing going on so yeah. I was quite you know quite flat today as a result of just overindulging in food last night and yeah. um I've only eaten an avocado and some watermelon today and that's it and like you know I'm not planning to have any dinner just yeah. for the exact same reason that I know I'll wake up tomorrow feeling a million dollars because I've just had raw light, you know, and a bit of a fast. And that's the way I totally get my energy back and feel feel good. But it, it's, you know, it's a mental process to get your yeah. head around doing something like that because it feels very um, draconian, I suppose, to, to sort of eliminate um, things that we enjoy so much and we get so much pleasure from I mean some people just say you know food is my only pleasure yeah. which seems like an outrageous statement in this uh, you know, first <laughs> world that we live in these days I think that's an absolute load of old codswallop but you know it is one of the biggest pleasures totally. isn't it let's, let's face it yeah I totally agree and um, I know that I've used food for pleasure I've used food for comfort I use food for many reasons and um, if only it was that simple that we ate what we needed to to fuel us. They say that one quarter of what we eat, um, you know, feeds our body, and the other three quarters feeds our doctor. <laughs> so true. I mean, I, you know what always cracks me up actually is I don't miss this about being, 
in Ibiza. Um, so in England, you go like, I mean, I was there last week and for Latitude Festival, and it's like I went into WH Smith's and you like buy a bottle of water and a newspaper, and they're like, oh, do you want a like bar of dairy milk for an extra pound? And it's like, no, I do not want a bar of dairy milk. Uh, for an extra pound with my newspaper because it's... I'm just going to eat the whole bloody thing on the train and then I'm going to hate myself and I'm going to want to like shoot everybody on here. I do like... not do not believe that the the sugar um, the way that sugar is packaged and, and you know advertised to us and all around us you know at the tills at this there you go all the way they put it at the tills of the little kids like while they're waiting and it's yeah. like their eye line height yeah. so while they're waiting for mummy to pay for her shopping yeah. you know mummy can i just have this mummy can i just have that or they start sneaking yeah. into the basket or you know, all of these awful tricks they play on us yeah. and like who you know who is driving that forward like it's just so depressing to think that all of the stuff that's there as a last minute grab like you just cave don't you yeah. final thing you're starving you go shopping yeah. you've got all these wonderful no, things in your gonna, trolley yeah. and then at the final moment you're like yes but I could just eat that crunchy while I'm in the car driving home <laughs> to unpack my shopping and all the good things that I've just purchased it's just like it's so ridiculous but yeah. we fall for it time and time again because it's you know we eat with our eyes and that's yeah. what we do because we're humans and we just make the same mistakes over again and it's just fascinating that doesn't really happen here in Spain I mean yes yeah, sure there's a few sweeties by the till but it's not always sweeties and there's certainly not this like pushing of like you know Cadbury's dairy milk like you get or the giant chocolate buttons around Easter time in WH Smith I'm just like what is that about I just find it absolutely disgraceful yeah I think in years to come it will be le- illegal I think we'll be, oh my god do you remember you know just like you know do you remember when there were cigarette machines like you know everywhere and you could smoke everywhere. Even I was just talking with somebody recently and we were like, oh my God, do you remember when you could like smoke in restaurants? And it seems like so much of a, um, like something so far removed from anything that could be possible. People like, do smoke in we, restaurants in a beat though. Yeah, but like on aeroplanes, the fact that you used to, used to be able to smoke on aeroplanes and, you know, it was just so normal. No one ever really thought about it smoking in the doctor's office. No one, no one thought about that too. Now you think about it and it's crazy. I think sugar will go the same way. I think sugar's so, destruct, so destructive to the brain. Um, it's really funny when I came out of hospital, um, the doctors really pushed sugar on me. Insanely so. Like the, um, the first thing I ate when, when I came out of hospital was a sorbet to try and, um, sorry, I started off with ice cream, which was amazing for me, but I ended up a little bit of an ice cream addict. Um, and they just encouraging me all the time. They're saying, oh, your brain runs on glucose. Eat as much sugar as you can. And now that it's actually oh my totally God. 180-degree turn oh. from what I now know to be true, mm. which is your brain does not like sugar. Eat as much sugar as you can. I mean, who says that? Whoever says that? Whoever you know, says that? Apart from a fruitarian. <laughs> <laughs> Another redonkulous diet. Uh, totally. I mean, it's just, it's, I think the best thing we can do is um, eat a really balanced, stable diet and, um, you know, like, and understand that we're always, always meant to go through feast and famine and we're meant to have these cyclical elements of our life and to kind of, I, I love the way that people are going, people are getting more in touch with nature, people are getting more in touch with the seasons and, eating more to do with you know eating more seasonally looking what's grown in their environment I started growing I started actually growing food a lot at home after during my recovery I started my own little vegetable patch and it was like one of the most you know wonderful um 
connections to this earth that it gave me, like connecting to your food, like sprouting your own food, making your own nut milk, you know, using your creativity to make something that feeds you is like another beautiful part of, of how I think we can come home to ourselves. It's just, well, you know, you're nurturing yourself, you're nourishing yourself and like there's nothing more exciting than seeing something spring up from the ground that you have actually created. I mean, you know, I remember my grandfather had an allotment, you know, in London um, and he used to bring home these ridiculous marrows. I mean, I've never seen anything quite that big in all my life. They were just absolutely ridiculous. You know, he used to like have competitions with his mates down the allotment and I just, you know, these like broad beans and all these wonderful things that he used to bring back and, you know, we used to make soups and just have wonderful Sunday roast dinners out of all of his creations and I just think, yeah, it's just it's just amazing. That is exactly what we should all be doing really and yeah. I think it's very important considering all the processes that things go through through in the supermarket shelves you know and you just can't really gauge what's going on with your food these days i also think that like i when people always ask me oh are you keto and i'm like oh i'm i'm keto ish or are you vegan and i'm like oh well i'm I'm big ish you know like flexitarian i'm a flexitarian like also because i think that our bodies change and adapt and i think that nature changes adapts and when you look at you know around you i think it's really important for us to be able to have responsibility like be like the ability to respond to what we need to eat and you know so you know growing the food eating the food like allowing ourselves to really get in touch with um you know how things make us feel then i think we can kind of change and adapt what we eat as we go along like an adaptogen and those are just wonderful things as well which we've never spoken about in this podcast and i'm just only really learning a little bit from a very good friend of mine called max he's a max max the ninja chef he's actually the chef on um on my retreat which is the reset rebel retreat coming up in a couple of weeks and um she's just you know she's just unbelievable she is literally an adaptogen herself i mean she just she's a fire dancer and she's a chef and she um she does all kinds of kinds of things like you know she's she's really 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 clued up about nutrition and she gave me my first like reishi mushroom which she'd sort of mixed with alcohol i think to keep it sort of um without it going off i think it was like coffee-based alcohol it was bloody delicious actually i had to stop myself from just necking the whole bottle but (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah you know you have like a little tiny spoonful teaspoon or tablespoonful every day and it's you know adaptogens from what i know about them which is very little clearly i've actually just signed up to a nutrition course actually i'm quite excited about Um, dale pinnock he's a chef and he's like doing this monthly nutrition course online so i'm going to start that at the moment i'm just going through the bit about nutrition to help anxiety and depression yes and i'm really 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 looking forward in fact the um the live classes this evening so I'm missing it because I'm here talking to you um, oh, no but you can you. still watch it back yes, again so yeah. I won't miss it completely um, but you know nutrition is something that fascinates me greatly and obviously clearly is like the biggest reset tool of all but um, you, this adaptogen thin, thing is like a something that enters the body um, and then adapts itself to be whatever's required yes. uh, within yeah within the body basically so i don't you know say for example you're lacking in i don't know some kind of vitamin it can i don't know if it can actually turn itself into a vitamin but it can certainly metamorphosize into the thing that your body's needing most yes. within its um yeah within its digestive system so i find that pretty pretty incredible yeah. and i've not explored that enough yet 
Uh, but I do want to, and I'm definitely going to get her as a, a guest on the show at some point because I think adaptogens Ooh, are just yeah. totally fascinating. And she is totally fascinating. I'm getting absolutely munched, yeah, are you? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're biting me in some very naughty places as well, right? Yeah, right up the inside yeah. of my leg and on my bottom. And um, yeah, it's quite painful. Um, so anyway, it has been an absolute pleasure and a joy. And the one thing we spoke about before we sat on this yoga deck, obviously, is we both just completely fell hell over heels with this location, is that you're thinking about running a retreat here next year. Is that yes, right? Yes, I am. I'm going to come back in May next year and do a little um, creative cleansing. It's basically, it's a five-day process that works on the various nervous systems of the body. So it's all about, we, 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 like I say, we start off on food and we break all the way down to 24-hour juice fast in the middle and then we come back up with raw vegan foods and um, like various tonics. And then it's a lot to do with meditation and qigong um, and creative exercises and just viewing, like exploring your own body um, so, yeah, it's about using creativity as a tool for healing and about tapping into your imagination and your own creative resource to be able to um, heal yourself because really at the end of the day, we're our own biggest healers. You know, people can support you, you can go to someone and that person can help guide you, but at the end of the day, it's our own responsibility to look after ourselves and heal ourselves and we're only going to do that through knowledge through us um, opening honest dialogue with ourselves and knowing a little bit about what supports us, how to move us on to the next level. Amen to that. That sounds absolutely amazing. And um, yeah, if you're, well, I'd love to pop in and um, yeah. Yeah, get involved actually. That sounds incredible. Thank you very too. much. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming to find me in this wonderful little magic location. Yeah, no problem. Any time as I was sort of reversing up through the carob trees, I literally just thought I'd kind of arrived in uh, Alice of Wonderland really. Yeah. So nice to meet you. So nice to meet you too. I'm very, very glad to have had you a guest here on the Reset Rebel. So do go and check out website the resetrebel.com and like I said that Reset Rebel retreat um, which is coming up in a couple of weeks time still has a few spaces on it so if you do want to grab one of those do pop onto our website the details are there. Jojo thank you for joining us and um, we will be back next week as always with another installation of uh, Reset Techniques and all of the good um, lovely wonderful people of Ibiza who are working wellness. We'll see you next week. Reset Rebel!